0: hi friends welcome to the fifth episode of ask a brown feminine and I just want to thank you all so much for sticking with us each week um, up to this one and for just all of the love and the support that you guys have shown uh, as we're kind of going through this process and growing you know I've been really lucky to have such great friends and such great followers that It really only felt right to expand on the show and start creating more content um, for you guys to enjoy and, you know, for me to enjoy giving you. It's been, it's been amazing (laughs) and I'm just, I'm excited and I hope you enjoy the changes and the expansions and I hope that you stick with us uh, on this adventure uh, that we, that we've embarked on. So um, this week's affirmation is forgiveness starts with you. And uh, it's something that I've been working on throughout the week for myself and something that I've been um, trying to implement as much as possible. Because I feel like in life, we all go through our share of terrible shit and then we encounter our share of terrible people. It's par for the course. Um, And in the process, we can begin to hold on to the memories of those shitty experiences and the way they made us feel and we stew and live in that moment until that experience becomes like a toxin um, in our spirit and the problem is that when you're holding on to that toxic experience that poison begins to spill into other aspects of your life You i i know that because it's something i've experienced myself and I mean, for the longest time, I was like the champion of grudge holders. It was something that I did very well. Um, I mean, I'm still kind of pissed off about a baggie of cereal that was stolen from me back in second grade. So I realized, though, that one day, um, I realized one day that I was holding on to a lot of that anger. Um, and that it wasn't really serving me any purpose other than to say that I had it. It was just something that I was dealing with and was beginning to spill into the other parts of my life. Um, and I realized that it was an unhealthy pattern that I was falling into and that it made it difficult um, to continue in in my relationships at that point. Um, and it put a lot of tension on them. So. What I I guess what I want to say is if the negativity that you're holding on to, because your feelings are valid, but if the negativity that you're holding on to is not serving a purpose in your life, if if there's anger or pain that is not motivating you um, to create a better version of yourself and your work every day, then my challenge to you is to let that go somehow. And even if that's, you know, daily sort of reframing the way you think about um, that pain or that anger, if it's repeating to yourself, I'm uh, making changes um, and catching yourself, even if you're if you're finding yourself having a negative reaction uh, to something, even if you take a moment to step back and really break down what's happening with you um, and try and break those patterns that's work that's that's what I'm challenging you to do so find it within yourself to do a little bit of uh forgiveness not only for others but for yourself be gentle with yourself all right so now we are at the um original ask a brown feminine segment this is the uh portion in which we Um, except questions, um, a lot of them are anonymous. Some of them come in directly from folks who are emailing me, um, and it's always my pleasure to give people my take, um, and to use my experience to shed a little bit of light or at least, you know, give a little perspective. So um, here we go. Uh, first question reads as follows. I just wanted to say that I'm excited about your show and I'm doubly excited that you're expanding it. Here's my question. My concept of gender is based on disruption. I never feel more feminine than when I'm wearing a snug tuxedo. I feel it's dishonest calling myself non-binary, but I know that gender is a spectrum, and I'm likely closer to the non-normative end. So, since I know you identify as non-binary, I was wondering if you've always done so and how you navigated those waters." So I'm, I actually was really excited to get this question. I love talking about gender, I love talking about um, LGD, LG, <laughs> LGBTQ uh, plus issues um, and that sort of thing. So um, I tend to feel that NBs, and, and like myself, and gender non-conforming folks, often fall under this genderqueer umbrella but you know i at the same time i recognize that not everyone identifies that way not everyone everyone wants to adhere to a label like that so i never want to speak for others or push push that uh label on anyone um but yeah for me personally being genderqueer was wasn't something that i was immediately aware of um I mean, as far back as I can remember, I've had days where I definitely felt more masked than femme or vice versa. But at the time, you know, being young, coming up um, as an 80s baby, I I feel like people attributed that more to being a tomboy. And and so I sort of internalized that and felt, well, that's what this is. You know, um, it's just being a tomboy. Um, And then. In my late 20s, as I began to read up more, as I began to widen my circle and speak to different people in different walks of life, I realized that what I was feeling was on a deeper level than being just a tomboy, um, that it was really uh, a matter of expression and a, a feeling of uh, deep feeling in my soul that um, I was not, I was not able to fit neatly into the category of what it is to be considered female, um, in my culture. And so I started using the term non-binary at first. Um, and then I moved to genderqueer because I feel like I I definitely exist in both male and female zones. And my form of expression has a lot of subtle nuances to it. So I felt like genderqueer was a, a bit of a better fit. Uh, for me. So, um, you know, that's, that's kind of the evolution of, 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 my labels thus far. Cause there, there are definitely days where, you know, I feel extremely masked, but I may still choose to wear a dress that day. And I, I feel like it's because I like to experiment with gender, um, and our perceptions of it. So, you know, that's, that's just for me, but you know, um, I hope that that makes sense. I feel like I've been rambling a little bit. Hopefully that makes sense. If not, you know, write back and I can try and clarify that for you a little bit. A little bit. Uh, <laughs> so I guess what I'm trying to say is that if you feel gorgeous in a tuxedo, then live your best life. That's there's nothing wrong with that. Um, go for it. It's about what makes you feel like your most authentic self. And, I mean, if you if you do want a label, then there's, you know, there are a lot of resources on the internet. I mean, always check your resources and make sure that they're reputable. But, you know, there there are all sorts of labels where you can find, like, demigirl, demiboy, gender nonconforming, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Not saying you need one, but they are out there if you want to sort of do the research and figure out which one... Um, makes the most sense for you um maybe you'll make your own label that's cool too I'd be excited about it I want to read about it either way I appreciate you and I hope that uh, what I what I've told you helped in some way and of course I thank you for your question second question hey Jasmine so I saw the weekly affirmation and it got me to thinking a little bit well actually a lot while I've been trying to be more positive I'm still harboring a lot of anger and hatred for people who have mistreated me in the past the anger and hatred has festered so long in some instances that I'm not sure how I can start to let go by forgiving them I can say the words but I'm not sure if I can match the emotion to it if that makes sense I've dealt with physical abuse emotional abuse and bullying for the better part of my youth. I know I need to let these things go because these instances are starting to creep into my regular thinking like flashbacks, but I don't know how or where to start. So, um, first of all, you know, I just want I want to thank you for your question uh because it was that was so honest and it isn't always easy to face one's struggles and it's not always easy to even admit that you are struggling with something. You know, we, we have this mentality that, um, it's all or nothing. It's very black or white. So either you've achieved this great thing or you're a complete failure. And that's the mentality that we tend to have. But I think there's a lot to be said for the fact that you're making the effort and that you're aware of where your issues are. Um, So I just, I hope that you can take a little pride in that, um, that you're trying. Um, I also want to let you know that those feelings are completely valid and completely understandable. Um, and it's not easy to forgive in instances where you've been hurt in that way. And, um, when I decided on the affirmation for this week, it wasn't because I wanted to, um, Promote this scent, this this idea of like false positivity. Um, when I say forgiveness starts with your with you, what I mean is that you have to be gentle with yourself. You have to take a break um, from the negative talk that we often have, um, the internal dialogue that we often have, and remind yourself that as a human being, you are still learning. Your entire life is going to be spent learning and processing experiences and processing encounters with other people and trying to make sense of all of that information and using that to become a better version of yourself so forgive yourself for making mistakes forgive yourself for not making it to that ultimate goal that day you know you you, you try a little bit every single day and you make that effort a little bit every day and sometimes it'll be a leap sometimes it'll be you know a single step but you're doing something you're working towards something so again I feel like yes it's okay to be angry and it's okay um, to be hurt especially after being mistreated but the question is what is the emotion doing for you if it's festering then I think it's time to examine where that pain has come from um, and whether or not it can be resolved. And if it cannot be resolved, then it's a matter of practicing acceptance of the fact that that experience happened. It does not have to define who you are now or what you're doing at this point in your life. And then trying to figure out what lesson can be learned that will help you better yourself and that's not to say that there's anything that you've done to earn abuse or earn mistreatment or earn bullying. What I mean is what can you learn about yourself from the experience that you had? I feel like when we have remnants of pain like that it's just so easy for them to become toxic. It's so easy to hold on to them. And then you have all of this real estate that within your spirit that's taken up by those negative emotions. And I wouldn't wish that on anybody, if that makes sense. I've definitely had to deal with abuse and bullying in my own life. And for a long time, I, I held on to it. And I, beca- I became... a harder version of myself and i wasn't enjoying life the way that i wanted to and so what i learned from myself at least was that i needed to be softer i needed to be more open i needed to trust more and um it wasn't easy at first and i really had to move with purpose in my life i had to start trusting people, um, even when it was uncomfortable for me to do so. I had to believe that the people around me wouldn't let me down. I had to believe that they did have my best interest um, at heart. And then I had to learn how to filter the people who did fit into that category of wanting the best for me and the people who did not. And that was another journey. That might even be another show, um, is sort of filtering the people who really belong in your circle without holding any of the resentment for the people who, who didn't make the cut. So again, it's the act of forgiveness, especially with yourself, is the practice of, of being gentle with yourself a little bit every day. And accept that you're you're in the middle of a journey toward getting to uh your spiritual goal for yourself, your um, emotional goal for yourself, what have you. Um, it's doable and it's okay if you're not there right now, keep working at it. So I don't know, hopefully, hopefully that makes sense. I feel like we're digging into some emotional stuff, which I actually really enjoy. And it's definitely given me a little bit of something to chew on uh, this week. But I hope that what I'm saying also makes sense to you. Um... So yeah, I guess my suggestion would be try to find the people in your, in your circle who are close to you right now and try to lean into the fact that yes, they love you, they want the best for you, and that you can trust them with your emotions. Um, I would also suggest, you know, finding someone to talk to, hopefully, you know, a a professional therapist is something that you're able to obtain, but even if not, finding a friend, finding somebody who is close to you and who is trustworthy to talk through uh, the emotions that you have after having those experiences, because at the very least, speaking to someone and having that conversation is therapeutic in and of itself. Um, and try and take some time to have pride in the positive things that you're able to, to do and, um, feel. And every time that you do make a step in the right direction, um, every time that you find that, yes, you're a little bit less angry or you were able to trust someone, take a moment to really internalize that and understand that you are making progress. So, um, yeah, remember that your feelings are valid and that it takes time to work through them and also remember that, you know, other people's feelings are valid. So if you're having exchanges with people who, um, who are having a difficult time and it turns out to be a negative exchange, um, practice acceptance of the fact that the person on the other, on the other side also has uh, valid emotions. And just because your emotions um, are negative in that moment doesn't mean that they can't be resolved stick it out talk about it and um i think you'll find that uh nothing is insurmountable so um i hope that that helps friend and good luck last question reads as follows hi i've been dating a guy for about three months now and while you would think that we would be in our honeymoon phase we are having all sorts of issues he's very physically needy wanting to cuddle all of the time even when i let him know i need my space he wants to be together all of the time while i have two jobs and sometimes i just want to come home and not talk to anyone sounds like every night for me I have tried to talk to him about my need for space and I've tried to accommodate his need for physical closeness, but I feel like every time I bring it up, he shuts down. I feel like he isn't hearing me. The other day, he sent me a text message saying he wanted to talk. And when I asked him what it was about, he wouldn't tell me, even though he knows I have anxiety. All right. When I approached him about it, he said that nothing was wrong, even though his body language told a different story. I'm at the end of my rope. How do I get him to listen to me and understand my needs without pouting and being a lump? Am I wrong here? Oh, friend. Okay, listen. <sighs> I feel like just like, just just throw the whole dude away, but I will give it the benefit of a doubt okay i realize that not everybody understands how anxiety works i realize that not everybody understands that they have to be accepting of other people's needs um, and wants as far as physical closeness um and as far as physical intimacy and as irritating as i find that that's something that i have to practice radical acceptance of so that being said um it sounds like this guy really needs to step up his communication game from from what i'm reading here um it sounds like he doesn't try to speak to you about how he's feeling um or if he does try to speak to you then he he says that he needs to talk to you and then just lets you simmer in that which is psa it's just not great for people with anxiety please don't do that to people if you want to talk about something with someone please be considered enough to tell them when you have time to talk about it i guarantee you that no one wants a text at nine in the morning saying we need to talk and then they don't get to talk about it with you until nine that night nobody wants that nobody nobody needs that please stop that being said, perhaps your boyfriend is not aware of that. And so what I would say is, sit down, have a talk with this person and let them know how you feel when you do receive a message saying, let's talk, but not now. Um, How you feel when you express your, your, um, issues with the physical closeness or needing time and you're not being heard. And you're able to see that through body language, um, not saying that he can't be upset, not saying that he's not allowed to, you know, move naturally with his body, but that the issue is more about the underlying message that he's not hearing or accepting, uh, what you're trying to express. Um, and the fact that you would probably need him to express how he's feeling using his words, um, which is something that, you know, we, we are supposed to learn in preschool. Use your words. Um, but not everybody, not everybody is able to absorb that. I feel like I'm getting a little bit, a a little bit heated. Maybe that's because I identify with some of this. Maybe I've experienced a little bit of this, maybe, um, but yes, communication is key. And that's something I feel like I've said in many, many episodes uh, now, but that's because it's true. You have to talk. Um, That's how problems get resolved because unfortunately, we don't have a lot of mind readers um, out there right now. And if you want to get what you need, you're going to have to step up and you're going to have to express that. And you're also going to have to be able to accept that the person on the other side may not be able to give that to you. And if that is the case, then yes, throw the whole dude away. Um, so I want to reiterate having this, having a talk with them. Um, and I hope that they are mature enough to receive it um, and to make changes and act on um, what they need to be doing in order to be in a healthy and mature relationship. I also want to reiterate the fact that you don't owe anyone your personal space you don't owe anyone your body and if somebody's not accepting of that they are a trash person and they need to get the fuck out so i hope i hope that this helps and i hope that you're able to have that conversation with this person without them having a tantrum or shutting down and if not they're a trash person and you don't need that 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 bs (laughs) Okay, so the next segment of the show (laughs) is called The Weekly Hustle, Um, and that is a segment dedicated to featuring the many, many interesting and talented folks who I'm lucky enough to know Who are out here making you know policy changes and creating new avenues for people creating art and just being you know overall just amazing that's what this segment is all about so um i like i said i'm lucky enough to be connected to a lot of people who are doing just out there doing just dope shit and i just thought it would be really cool to be able to introduce you to these people so what i'm gonna do is every week I will feature one person who's doing something very cool and, um, they will talk a little bit about what it is that they're doing and we'll get a little information about them because if you know, they're interesting people, you want to know these people, maybe you want to connect, maybe you want to be one of these people who's featured. So maybe you need to check out my website and let me know if you would like to be featured. This week, (laughs) we're featuring Stephen LaFond, who is a writer, an activist, my fiancé, and now the producer of Ask a Brown Feminine.
1: I'm Stephen LaFond. What I do is tell stories and create community-based avenues for storytelling. Why is that important? I'll tell you why it's important. Because if you spend a long time wondering exactly where you fit in the world, trying to empathetically, or is it empathically, or am I even saying it right at all? The point is, can you with empathy be able to understand the plight of other people and then communicate your place in the world in a way that isn't completely poopy? Yeah, that's good enough, I think. you, um, my thing, where can you learn about it? I'll tell you where you can learn about my thing. Uh, I have a bunch of short fiction that's a bunch of places. You can find it on YouTube, you can Google me. Um, you can get really active in the brain tumor community space, because I'm not hiding. Um, I'm, I work in that field, and I'm a pretty active member of that community. So. That's two ways, Um, you can find me behind microphones and if you're a dork, it's not that hard to find me doing some sort of live action chicanery. Um, It's really what you wanna engage with. If it's something heady and lofty and it makes your brain feel good, probably go for my serious stuff. If you wanna connect with other human beings in a way that doesn't make you feel retentious and crazy, I wear many hats, which is funny because, don't let this fool you, my hair is normally completely point. So there's a question that was given to me by your brown feminine that's pretty loaded for anybody who knows me, um, and you're gonna see it right there. Um, when did something start badly for you, but end up all right? Well, I'll tell you this. Um, I can start like this, birth, uh, and then we can go into elementary school and then middle school, and then various uh, vicissitudes and changes. They have these rather auspicious and conflict-oriented origins, but it all ended up all right. I'm here now. You know, Part of the work that I have out there communicates and discusses that so rather than go on for an hour i just say i lived and you can too if i could choose anyone to narrate my life who would it be it would be cliche exactly the way that you would think it would be ron howard's voice from in his Arrested development narrator character to basically contradict what else is going on on the next arrested development what are you doing okay what is the social stigma that you think most people should get over yeah that's that's a rough one because we all have the polite answers I don't know Um, people not using the air dryer at the movie theater because you're just spraying poop on your clean hands. Just You got pants. You got pants. Where are some of the unusual places you've been and unusual things you've done? It's not as big and worth a pregnant pause as all that. One of my favorite places in the whole world is Norway. Um, Bergen, fantastic. Um, I got to see a Hulda dance and go about a bunch of ruins by a waterfall. And I got to see those really sweet crows they have over there with the white chests and the black wings. They're pretty cool. Um, Probably it was the closest I actually felt connected to humanity in my life. And by that I mean the billions and billions of people, not the people that I regularly make out with. Oh, unusual things I've done. Um, let's see. What are some of the more unusual things I've done? I wrote a mechanical bee as a child. That was fun. Um, I, for some reason, had my dad pose as me as an MC of an event that I normally host, belted It Out, and, because we look very similar. And then I performed in drag as a musical guest, because why not? Um, A floss before brushing my teeth. Dennis, anybody do that? Red flags to look, look for in life. Okay. Anytime you come with a hundred percent confidence, know you are the coolest person in the room, that you're the utmost authority of something that you don't have anything that you can improve on. You immediately lost the plot. The moment that you believe your own height completely, you're, done you're no longer gonna be the best you've already been surpassed by somebody who was hungrier and more self-aware what was cool when you were younger that isn't anymore thundercats i know that's not what you're going for i know it's supposed to be like something like you know everybody used to say everybody was retarded or gay but when you think about it like really bad slurs that we don't use anymore. The Thundercats does not hold up to scrutiny. Bye. What do you want folks watching this to remember about you? I don't think it's really important for you to remember me specifically. Just have some weird inkling in your heart to try to make amends for crappy things you might've done. Uh, accurately and creatively express your place in society or its flaws or aspirations through some sort of art and don't be an asshole
0: so our next segment is called the rantrum not to be confused with tantrum is rantrum (laughs) and um this is a segment for me to sort of just riff about various types of bullshit um that i'm either reading up on or experiencing or you know maybe you guys have something you want to submit that you just want to rant about and um i might pick i might pick one of your rants to uh talk about on a future episode let me know but this week the rant from is about Kaepernick and Nike. So if you don't know, the big thing trending right now is Colin Kaepernick being the face of Nike's new ad campaign. So what I've seen is that some people are out there celebrating it, um, and some people have been losing their ever loving minds. All over Twitter and all over Facebook, and probably every other social platform. I can't keep up with you kids, but there are a lot of them. Um, <laughs> people are cutting the swooshes off of their Nike products. Uh, people are burning their shoes, um, burning their houses down. Some people decided to burn their shoes while they were wearing their shoes. Um, basically, it's been it's been ridiculous out there. Um, someone someone apparently burned their house down actually burned their house down trying to show off for social media and protest nike by burning their shit why are they doing this jasmine you might ask the reason they're doing they're protesting is because these people seem to be under the impression that color colin kaepernick excuse me colin sorry colin kaepernick is Uh, known for protesting the American flag and the national anthem. Um, If you don't know, Colin Kaepernick is the football player who um, is known for taking a knee during the anthem in protest of violence against Black people in America. But for some reason, these people assume that Colin Kaepernick just fucking hates America. And so what's pissing me off is that rather than try to understand or try to absorb what Kaepernick has said and what other people have said about violence in America and how prevalent that is especially for people of color they assume that people are trying to attack a fucking flag and a fucking song that was written about glorifying a country that benefits old white men and you know, you know there are definitely some people in this, on this, in this country who feel like that is exactly how things should be. But at the very least, at the very least, I don't understand why they refuse, or rather, how they can refuse to accept what Kaepernick has said about his own protest. And so <sighs> these fools, like I said, they're burning their stuff, they're cutting swooshes off of stuff. And it's aggravating. It's aggravating me. But you know what? Fine. Cut your swooshes off. Burn the damn shoes. Burn your fucking feet. You know, live your life. But what you not fitting to do is tell me that this protest was against the flag when when we know that when we know that the protest was fueled by the same ignorance and racism that's being displayed by what you're doing it is what it is facts are facts if you're that pissed off that colin kaepernick is going to be on a nike commercial you can't tell me that it's not racism you can't tell me that it's not ignorance it is so i guess the only thing left to say is that Nike definitely ran the numbers before making this decision and going public with it, which means that they're going to be fine without your fucking business. So while you're burning your shoes and you're cutting your swooshes off, maybe you could just walk off a damn cliff. Thanks for coming to my TED Talk. The last segment is called The Breakdown. Welcome. This is the part of the show where I explain a term or a concept that may be unfamiliar to people who are tuning in. So this week, what I was hoping we could discuss is gender. And um the whole idea of the breakdown is that it's gonna be a very quick overview. So I may not get to every single uh thing having to do with gender. I may not hit all of the um nuances, but I just wanted to give an overview of a term. Um, and it doesn't mean we can't revisit it later. So gender, I know I have listeners who come from different age groups and different backgrounds. So I thought it would be a good idea to sort of put this on the table and clarify things since we've discussed it here and there in other episodes. So many of us were taught in school that there are two genders in nature, male, female, right? Right. And many of us were taught that females have breasts and vaginas and that males have penises and absolutely useless nipples, right? Right. So here's the thing. Gender has more to do with social perceptions and culture and sex has to do more with biology. What we're talking about right now is gender, which is what? Social and cultural. So the idea of having a gender binary or just having two genders is outmoded, as are cassette tapes and the idea of stoning prostitutes. Gender has to do with the social and cultural constructs, which means that it can be fluid. So the reason that I say that is because ideas of gender can change over time in the same way that other social and cultural constructs do. For example, smoking, Um, Has been considered both glamorous and revolting at different periods of time in American culture Um, Largely because of the way smoking was portrayed in the media Um, You have you know an old Hollywood Actress walking into a room uh, smoking a cigarette and looking gorgeous versus having You know a cancer patient in the hospital talking to you about their 40-year smoking habit so if The ideas and feelings connected to smoking can change over time. Gender can also change over time because it is social and cultural. And I know that many of my followers do know this, but some of y'all don't. So if I I have a bit of a pointed tone, that's why. I love y'all, but do better. So when speaking about gender, you have to also understand that there are people who don't feel at home in the confines of the binary. They don't feel at home either in male box or female box. And that's okay. Um, If you do fit within those boxes and you feel at home, you enjoy being in those boxes, that's fine. Live your life, that's okay. What's not okay is trying to force someone to exist within those narrow confines. Because of what you believe. Um, And the reverse is true. I'm sure you wouldn't want somebody um, stopping you on the street and telling them, telling you that your gender is invalid because of what I have been taught to believe. So the takeaway is this. Gender can and does change. And we've moved away from the classic binary because society is changing. It will always change. It is what it is. It's all very human. So in short, don't be a dick. And now it's time to wrap up the show. Once again, thanks for joining me today on Ask a Brown Feminine. And I hope that the advice and um, these new segments have all been helpful um, and entertaining. Uh, If you would like to be featured on a future episode, all you have to do is go to the website and drop me a line. Um, If you have comments on the questions or the things that we've discussed today, um, if you have a need for advice, check out askabrownfeminine.com and let me know. Let me know what's going on with you. And as always, you are appreciated.